Well, hello and welcome to the Celeste Stein Show. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein, and today you are in for a special treat. We have two outstanding country music artists from the city of Nashville. We have Miss Pearl Clarkin and Mr. Josh Wolf. Both of you, welcome to the show today. I thank you so much for joining us and I'm looking forward to hearing some awesome music uh, from both of you today. Um, as we begin, I'm going to do a brief uh, bio for both of you guys and just give our audience a little bit of history about your awesome careers in the music business. Pearl, you're, you're so young to me, but I, I'm just amazed by all of the things that you're doing thus far. And Josh, uh, let me just say, you're both just outstanding individuals from the time that I've met both of you. Just, just awesome. And I think, is that your brother there, uh, Pearl? <laughs> Hi there. How are you? Um, we're going we're gonna to get into to some of the things that you guys are working on in, in just a minute. But I want to start by uh, talking a little bit about Pearl. She began performing live music at the age of 13 in her hometown of Pensacola Beach, Florida. And since then, she has performed over 1,200 live shows in Florida and around the country. Pearl has opened for many big names, ranging from Charlie Daniels to Marco Ray, and performed at the CMA Fest during the last five years. Big Machine Label Group and Cumulus Media recently named Pearl one of the top 10 unsigned artists in the country. And uh, she basically uh, has also been recognized by CMT when she placed in their Music City Madness Singer-Songwriter contest and Pearl is also an acclaimed songwriter and has performed many times on the circuit in Nashville at venues such as the Bluebird Cafe, the Listening Room, and many of Nashville's hotspots for originals and showcases. One of the brightest highlights of her songwriting career was being compared to Bobby Gentry by a major publisher while singing at the Bluebird Cafe. Pearl serves as an advocate for equality for women in country music and fronts the all-female band Rhinestone. In 2019, her single Girls of Summer hit country radio and charted at 42 on Music Row's country breakout chart. Pearl has released four songs to streaming platforms and has almost 700 streams to date. In her latest project, she is performing with her younger brother, Race Webster, in is in a duo named Wester. Wester is releasing their first song to streaming and radio coming up in May. And I will also add that this phenomenal young woman is going to be a graduate very soon of Belmont University with a degree, yay, 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 in songwriting and coming up uh, here very soon in August. And She's also going to try for that master's degree. Hats off to you there coming up at uh, MTSU. And if that wasn't enough, she's also going to be competing for the title of Miss Tennessee Volunteer in June here in Jackson, Tennessee. And, um, you know, the great thing about that is it certainly provides the scholarship money that you're going to need for that master's program. So hats off to you there and um, just looking forward to hearing from you in today's show. So thank you so much for joining me, Pearl. Thank you so much for having me. This is, this means a lot. Yes. And then the next thing I'm going to move on to here is our intro for Mr. Josh Wolf. Uh, Josh and I have something in common because you're from, uh, you're, you're in that area of Lynchburg, Virginia, where I used to be on right. television uh, for WSET. So shout out to all my Lynchburg folks. And uh, I do want to say hello as well. But he is a Virginian native and he finds himself breaking on to the country music scene as a big voice frontman with a gift for storytelling that continues to draw new fans. Josh brings a sound that sits between country crooner and roadhouse rock. Songs about life, love, and the meaning of, with a classic sound for the contemporary world. He moved to Nashville in 2015 to begin recording and writing full-time after releasing a few singles 
over the years. He had his first major release, Amber Morning Sky, in July of 2019, and he is set to record for his next album set for summer of 2021. Uh, Also, welcome to you, Josh. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to to hearing some of your your wonderful sounds as well. I'm going to start with Pearl by asking you, um, where did your interest in country music kind of originate, Pearl? How did you kind of get started? Because uh, to me, you know, you have many years ahead of you, but you've already done so much. Well, um, I pretty much came out of the womb telling my mom that I wanted to be a singer. Um, and I grew up in Pensac- on Pensacola Beach, Florida, where they really didn't have a lot of um, they had no like music in, in our schools or anything like that. And so when I turned 12, I told my mom I wanted to go to this thing called American Idol Camp. There was a ad on, on TV saying, you know, they're looking for kids across the country. American Idol was putting on this summer camp. So I applied and they accepted me. And basically they told me that I needed to either go to Nashville or L.A. for training. So we chose Nashville and that's really when I fell in love with country music is when I started coming to Nashville and getting immersed in what country music is and the songwriting community here. Um, I absolutely fell in love with it. Wow. And what about you, Josh? Um, How did you get started in in the world of country? Was there anybody in the family, that kind of thing? How How did you get started? Not really. Um, so that that was kind of a whole journey. I got started in, in like church music when I was a teen and in early 20s. And then uh, country was something that started for me really in college. I grew up in Northern Virginia where just, you know, you're, you're outside of D.C. It's country just isn't as much of a thing up there. Um, and so then I, I, I wound up going to school down in Central Virginia and I like I, I got it. And I was getting to a point where I was I was starting to write um, which for the sake of getting stuff off of my chest and country is just, is where my, my head was at. And when I would write, that was kind of the direction that stuff would go. And it just kind of organically started, never really initially seeking to, to do anything in country music. You know, it was really just something where I was, I was just writing for myself and one thing led to another. Wow. I mean, that that's interesting because a lot of times people will have somebody in the family. What about you, Pearl? I see you sitting with, there with your brother. So obviously you two both have um, been working together for a little bit there. So tell yeah. us about your family and, and music. So I, um, like I said, I, I originally kind of started coming to Nashville uh, to get training. I fell in love with Nashville country music and slowly have drug all of my family members here and gotten them involved uh, in this with me, including this extremely talented young man, my brother. He um, is just absolutely so talented and, and I've always dreamed of doing a duo with him. Um, and just recently he finally said yes Years um, after years of convincing. <laughs> I mean, it just has to do it. I mean, if when you're born with a voice like that, and um, I think it's just going to be a lot of fun for us to explore this country music journey together. You know, I've gone it alone this uh, up until about a year ago, and so now I have someone to share it with, and it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Did either of your parents uh, sing? Or, I mean, where did you guys get all this talent from? Where, where did it come from? Well, you know, uh, my mom actually has a, a pretty good singing voice, but she never really was involved in music or the music industry. Um, my dad was a military man. When I started telling my mom that, and dad that I was going to be a singer, you know, when I was, you know, a really young child, they were, you know, like, oh, okay, sure, honey, sure. You know, my mom said, if you still want to be a singer when you're 12, I'll get you voice lessons. And when I, the day I turned 12, I was like, all right, mom, I want my voice lessons. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to, you know, one day I'm going to be on the radio. And, um, but luckily for me, I have the most supportive mom in the whole entire world. And so um, even though she and my dad weren't in the music industry, uh, they were always happy to indulge my crazy fantasies of becoming a country music artist. Right. We laugh in my house because, you know, uh, obviously I have a daughter who sings and uh, they're like, where, you know, where did it come from? I was like, you really don't want to hear her dad sing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and at least has like the most beautiful voice. You know? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it, it is a lot of fun, um, you know, performing. Um, of course, this last year has been uh, somewhat of a blur, but, you know, yeah. Uh, what, what, what has uh, COVID meant um, in your world? Uh, I know school was actually closed down for a little bit there. Yeah, COVID has been absolutely crazy for me because my biggest thing, um, of course, I'm a songwriter. I'm heavily immersed in the songwriting community, but my biggest thing has always been performing live music Um, and live music venues like completely closed down in 2020. Um, I had booked an entire tour for the summer of 2020 and it, you know, it all got canceled and it's really sad to see uh it was i think 80 percent of live music venues are in danger of uh closing forever um because of uh the effects of covid and um it's heartbreaking but i do think that we're starting to see the light a little bit and uh you know i think we've really uh as a you know country have come together on you know good practices and hopefully we can start to see uh more and more of these venues uh, open back up and and hopefully get saved, you know, before it's too late. Yeah, hopefully we can do something. We have to put our heads together because uh, I, I can't live without music, you know, and it's just so much fun to go out and, and actually participate in, in live venues just to to watch and, and, you know, just relax. You know, it's so tense all the time now and we need that music. So hopefully mm-hmm. that'll come back what about you Josh um how has it been um over this last year I know it, things are going really good right before COVID but mm-hmm. how has it been um more lately you know it's I mean it's been good I, I, to complain about the situation wouldn't do any good you know and so for me I was down in Nashville right up until COVID hit and then it was just a lot of things that came together at once. I was about to, to move into a new place and it just, you know, everything was shutting down in Nashville. So it just seemed like it made more sense to come back to Virginia while COVID was in full swing. And it's been really good for me uh, just being up here where I'm at in Virginia. It's, it's just a, it's a chill, slower pace. So it's been a really good spot for me to just kind of set back, focus on writing again, just kind of reevaluate my direction, you know, in any number of ways and, and have a good, like just have a good reset period. Um, so it's been, it's been really good. You know, Nashville is huge on, on co-writing and I love that. And it's sharpening and refining, you know, to you as an artist, but you know, my, my writing got started just doing it on my own. And so it's been fun to kind of have that ebb and flow to, to my writing over the last couple of years. It got started as more of a solo thing. And then, I, I began to incorporate select other writers that I was close to and then getting into bigger, you know, rooms where you have, you know, kind of your standard Nashville format of like three or four people and, you know, different, you know, different accomplishments, everybody in the room coming together. And then to pull that back to a place where I'm just writing on my own again. Um, it's been really good. It's been really good. I, I think that it's easy to have a lot of like momentum based thinking come in when you're in the middle of like, getting the career going and, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're producing, you're coordinating, you're managing, you know, like, or just getting everything all together. So it's been good to just kind of be able to pull back and reestablish direction on all those things with a, with a clear front. Yeah. The whole writing thing is, is uh, really a cool process and um, it is good to collaborate with others, but, you know, to have um, the, I guess the story that actually emanates from you, and and is expressed in song is a is a really neat thing. Um, Pearl, what about you and your songwriting? Tell me a little bit about um, your process. How do you go about uh, that? Uh, you know, in, in you know some of the people that you you've worked with on that. So um, for me, songwriting uh, kind of just came to me naturally. I. I was in a terrible accident when I was two years old and I completely cut off the tip of my nose and uh, really like injured my chin. And it caused me to have um, a terrible um, speech impediment when I was young. Uh, But, and so I I was very shy. I had a hard time communicating. And so from a very young age, I started singing stories to my parents to communicate with them about my day or at school, I would try to communicate by song. And, Uh, you know, the other kids thought that was weird, but 
one thing that I noticed is that when I was singing or when I was coming up with these lyrics in my head that I didn't have this communication issue. And so for me, that's kind of where songwriting came from. It was like my original um, mode of expression. And, um, hmm. and so now I came to Nashville. So I started writing songs. I wrote songs forever. I actually didn't know what songwriting was though. I never knew that the, that's what I was doing until I went to American Idol camp and I met Macy Gray there. And she told me that I was a songwriter. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, my whole life makes sense. I have an identity. Um, and then I started actually trying to write songs. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to like focus on this and be like, I'm going to write this down and make it a song. Um, and then when I came to Nashville, obviously I got introduced to co-writing and I've had, you know, such an incredible opportunity to write with some of the best songwriters recently. We've been working with um, Anthony Smith. I've written with um, Keith Follisay, some of just the absolute great songwriters of Nashville. And, and I always appreciate so much when they're willing to, you know, sit down with me and, and share art. Um, and honestly, I was just thinking, how come me and Elise haven't written a song yet? You need to tell her that me and her need to get together and write a song. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah, you all should. Definitely. Uh, you know, all, all, uh, all bets on that, that, that would be an awesome thing. Yeah. Well, I know, um, and speaking of that, I, I, I know that, um, the girls of summer video, tell me a, a little bit about that. That was, kind of a cool thing for her to participate in a couple of other beautiful <laughs> women. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, tell us about how, you know, what that song's about and, and how that whole thing came about. So Girls of Summer was a song that I actually wrote for my mom. Um, a lot of people listened to the first lyric. It says me and Vicky and um, my mom's name is Victoria. And so a lot of people don't realize this, but this is it's a song that I wrote for my mom um, about her and her friends growing up on the island that I grew up on. Um, and this just timeless thing that connects all women, how we all have that time in our life before the responsibilities set in of motherhood or, you know, paying bills and all these things that we all have that time in the sun where we are young and fabulous, no matter, you know, where we come from or, you know, who our parents are, what we look like we have that moment in, in the sun and it connects all of us. And so that was kind of the basic concept behind it. But then I got into this pageant system and I met um, Elise and a lot of other great ladies who became like, you know, some of my best friends. And I was like, girls, we should totally uh, do this music video for Girls of Summer. And uh, they let me drag them down to Florida and stay in a spaceship for a weekend. So, such a terrible thing, right? <laughs> they let me drive them to Florida. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think you had to really twist some arms, didn't you? <laughs> um, but, I, you know what, one thing I wanted to do, um, I think we have that video, um, the, the uh, song lyric video that we'd like to play a little bit of. Um, we can kind of... Uh, see if uh, the engineers can get that uh, queued up for us and I'd like to you know see if we can um, hear a little bit of that um, as we're um, getting ready to go into that. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that um, later we'll hear from you and your brother tell me about the song that I guess the two of you have uh, worked on together. You'll be performing this summer won't you? Yes, so Wraith is joining on our summer tour this summer, and it's going to be Wester, and some sh some shows will have my female band, Rhinestone, with us, so Wester and the Rhinestones, um, but we're also looking to release our first song, hopefully, in May, and also an acoustic EP at later end of summer, so we've just been writing, writing, writing as much as we can, trying to get, you know, our material together and get, you know, who we are as a duo uh, down through our songs and so I'm excited that we you know can sing you guys something in a little bit and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. it it seems to have gone over really well so far cool well I think we're uh, queued up with that song and we're gonna play a little of that
The girls themselves, the girls of summer, which is what it kind of came to, especially when I was on radio tour last summer, everyone always wanted to talk about the girls of summer. And I told them all about all the different girls and really that album cover, the picture that we had for it, I think got more recognition than the song itself almost because those <laughs> girls were so stunning in it. Yeah, this is just uh, awesome. Uh, and the, the, the beach looked like, you know, that's where we would just love to get back to, isn't it? And <laughs> We will. We just have to, to stay positive. Um, Josh, I um, wanted to get, get back to you and talking about uh, some of the songs that you have released. Um, what were some of your favorite projects there? Man, we've done all sorts of stuff. I mean, you know, you know, with the lease, you know, we, I, I enjoy working across all sorts of different realms. Uh, the last project that I put out, you know, under, under my name and everything on, on Spotify was an Amber Morning Sky album. Uh, and it was a blast because that was the first time that really came together and tried to put like a cohesive project together as one. Uh, and it was really cool. We were kind of going for, uh, we're kind of going for more of like an old school lo-fi sound. That was just kind of what we were all feeling on. And the songs all seemed to fit well in that, in that range. That was like, that was back in like, Chris Stapleton was really first coming out with his solo stuff. And, you know, that was, that was in that era. Um, so yeah, that, that project was a blast. Uh, my got, got Jesse Thompson and, and John Smalt together on that one. And yeah, we just put our heads together and had a really good time with that project. So been grateful for letting that one ride out. Um, and then our connection, uh, going back to, to your, your daughter, Elise, we met through that Christmas project that we were working on, and that was a blast. You know, and that's kind of its own, its own world of its own. So I, I feel fortunate to be able to work on a number of, of different projects and kind of pull from different sides. Yeah. And boy, you were hitting was, on that song. Loved it. <laughs> a lot of, yeah. 
it, song, I was listening to the song yesterday, uh, Guilty Pleasures, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. we can play a little bit of that uh, from yeah. you. Uh, tell yeah. me about that song. Man, that was one, um, the guy who I've written the most consistently with, his name is David Creek. And he and I were just kind of both digging into songwriting at the same time. And, you know, sometimes you find somebody where it just it clicks, you know, they get you, you get them, you guys bring, you know, different strengths to the t- table. And that's he and I, we just, it, it works for the two of us. Uh, and we were just, we we're just kicking around some ideas. I had a couple lines and I, I threw a few of them out and we wrote that one. That one kind of just fell out once we got on the same page. That was, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so that was was what that was 2018. We did that. Yeah, yeah. I, want, um, I think they have that one queued up. I'd like to take a listen, uh, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I love that. I love that.
incredible josh uh, I just love uh the richness of the sound and your voice is just um really a, a wonderful voice for country and and storytelling and how important do you think that is that you really connect with your audience through the stories that you're telling through song well i mean i i think that that just I think that'll kind of determine, you know, I guess your, your reach, you know, and your ability to, you know, stay around. It's like, if you, if you have something to say, that's, you know, worth saying, and that is well, you know, articulated that people can understand and just get on board with, you know, I think that's when that connection happens between like an artist and, you know, just whoever is listening that, you know, builds that relationship with, you know, people becoming fans and wanting to keep up with, you know, what you're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, to me, the songwriting is the most important part, you know, because it's it's not, I guess, because it's not as difficult in my mind to make something that's you know, it's, that's fun and exciting in and of itself, you know. To me, whenever there's layers of depth, you know, where it's like you have a song that's fun, that's exciting, or that you know hits you emotionally in some kind of way, and then you listen to it and you're taking in the lyrics and you're digesting it. When there's like layers and depth to music like that's when you're that's when you're establishing like a staying power in my opinion so i i think it's i think it's the most you know important part of it honestly and it's the it's the hardest to i guess to to come up with you know in a in a flash like there's there's got to be some depth to that right um pearl and josh with with your walls incredible talent um people might be surprised to learn that you're not signed um Pearl, would you like to address that a little bit um, and how the music industry has changed? I know you're studying all of that in school, so this is a little test. Now, <laughs> just just want to hear a little bit from you on on uh, how the industry has changed over the last couple of years, and and do you think it's a good idea to be signed right now? So yeah, I mean, the music industry has, I feel like changed so much since I first started coming here, you know, over the last, you know, 10 years or so. It's just absolutely crazy how much it's changed. And really, it has shifted to independent artists just being able to do so much more on their own. Yet at the same time that it's sort of like a double edged sword. So, you know, you hear the stories of like back in the 90s or you know, early 2000s when um, an artist really didn't have the same avenues to promote their own music, but it was also, uh, you know, a lot, a lot easier for labels to pick up artists because there was so much cash flow going on and they would send them to development deals. But now artists do all the development themselves or find people that can help develop them outside of the record label. And then ultimately, at some point, um, you know, you get your career going to the point where you really wonder if you even need a label, you know, once you've already established everything hmm. on your own. And um, and so it really is one of those things. I mean, I think for me, I would still like to be signed eventually just because, you know, it's just a lot of work to do it all, all yourself. I know for me, it's like being my own, you know, booking agent and my own tour manager and my own you know, per promotions, all this different, and you can hire different people to help. And, and, and that's a great asset too. So I, I feel like it, the two paths now are just finding a team of people to help you handle everything that are like really great, you know, finding people outside of a record label, a team of professionals that can help you uh, get to where you're going or, you know, getting signed to a record label and they already have a, a team in house. Um, but yeah, there's just so many more options now for artists than there were before. That's the good news, right? What do you think about that, Josh? Are you, uh, in agreement? <laughs> yeah, I think Pearl hit it on the head. There's been so much that's changed just with the way that social media has developed over the couple of years, you know, and then you know, different platforms like TikTok being probably the biggest example. There's so many changes in the way that 
you know, people are reaching out for or interacting with music that, you know, whether you're independent or whether you're a major label, like everybody's trying to figure out how to do it, you know? And so it kind of, it kind of to a, to a degree does level that playing field, you know, and, and the way that it has always been set up and the way that it still is to a degree, you know, you have your labels and radio and they kind of all know each other and it's a cycle that works to build a system, you know, that can get your music out. And while that's still there to a degree, you also have so many new avenues that, you know, arguably can get music to people's ears faster than the traditional method. And so, you know, labels and independent artists alike are, are looking to try to figure out the best way to, you know, get a new artist in front of people. Um, I think, I think it's important to just when it, when it comes to building a career to, to do it on your own for a little while, you know, because there's so much that you learn about the backside of the industry and you really, value what's going on behind the scenes in a different way i think that just knowing knowing your you know like the business of what you're doing in music is essential both i mean for for being appreciative of all that goes into it you know and just just aware to you know being able to kind of at least at least get a good grasp a good grasp on all the different sides of the trade um yeah it's it's a totally different ball game than it was i mean five years ago 15 years ago it's 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 crazy the way it's been changing lately. Yeah. Piggybacking off of that. I think um, I'm hearing, you know, a lot of uh, people are also dealing with a lot of behavioral health issues. And I would imagine in the music industry, you know, not being able to do something that you really love to do at the level at which you want to do it. Um, what would you say to those artists that are maybe struggling right now? Um, and, you know, wondering, should they keep going? Um, what, what would you say to them? I mean, I would say, yeah, just keep going always. I mean, that's, I feel like so many people, at least in the Nashville scene, they want to treat it like it's a powerlifting competition when it's really an endurance sport. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that's just like, who can stay in it for the long haul. And if you really love it, if you really love music, and this is what you want to do, like, you should always stick it out, because it's the people who can, who can stick it out that eventually find their place. Um, And you can see that a lot with a lot of artists that, you know, don't even, a lot of artists these days aren't getting signed until they're, you know, in their late 30s, um, early 40s. And even, you know, for women, thank God, they've kind of gotten away from signing, you know, such young talent to, you know, more mature talent again, which is, which is great. And I feel like life just always changes. And the best thing to do is just try to adapt to the changes as they come. Um, And so just being adaptable and keeping your endurance up, I feel like anybody still has a chance. They just have to keep believing. But one thing people might say is, you know, it's already been tough uh, for women. It is still fairly male dominated and um, not very many African-Americans still that get into that. Um, How do you, um, you know, stay encouraged when it was already tough as it was? How do you talk about, you know, encouraging and your support of of other women in in the business. And that's, uh, that's something that I think um, we all need to do more of supporting one another. Yes. And so for me, one of my biggest goals in life, and it's something that's evolved over time being here, just some like as a, an effect of like my experiences here in Nashville is just to help other women get to where they need to be because in the traditional sphere of Nashville women have really been pit against each other in a lot of ways um and you what we need to do is not allow that to happen you know we need to hold each other's hand we need to lift each other up and you know I try to do that as much as I can if if I can you know book a girl at a show who you know needs the door to be opened at that venue if I can introduce them to someone who they need to be introduced to, if I can, you know, give them a hint on how, how to get onto Spotify or different things, you know, it's like, you just always want to help the other girl get through the door. And then hopefully, you know, we can keep the door open for each other. That's what a lot of the men have done, you know, throughout the history of this town is they 
have what, you know, was traditionally called the buddy system. And mm-hmm. I feel like as women, we need to have our, instead of being upset about men having a buddy system, we need to have our own buddy system. We need to support each other because it is so much harder for females. I think in not just in, as an artist, but as a songwriter, I think it was 2018 or 19 was the longest running. It was over, it was like 20 months where there had not been one female songwriter with the cut in the top 20 on country radio right. been over a year and there had not been one female songwriter in the top 20 on country radio and it is not because there is not as many women trying or as many women writing songs mm-hmm. um it's actually incredible when you look at the statistics how how much uh, women have a difficult time. And there's a lot of radio hosts who have openly talked about how they don't really like to play uh, females as much on the radio. Um, they come out and they say, you know, we play um, four men for, or, or more like, you know, they save maybe uh, one fourth of their uh, radio play or less to, you know, play female artists. And so if you're a label, you know, you think, okay, well, it's going to cost a lot more to get a female artist to break because a lot of people in radio, a lot of people in these powerful positions outside of it are not as inclined to help the female artists. Um, And so I think as artists, all we can do is help ourselves and help each other and um, hold hands, link arms and not let ourselves be pit against each other, but to lift each other up. And when one door has one girl has a door open, we need to hold it open for the other girls in the room. Right. I know um, there is some positive light at the end of the tunnel. We're seeing people like Mickey Guyton finally getting some of the recognition. What do you think about that, that we're, we're actually little Nas and some of the people that are kind of breaking in uh, to the business that very non-traditional, but it's been really cool to kind of hear and see, right? It's been incredible. I, I literally cried when Mickey was performing at the ACM. She was the first uh, woman of color to perform at the ACMs. Um, and it was 2020. I mean, that's just absolutely mind blow. Like it's mind blowing to me, but I've seen her work so hard for years in Nashville. Um, and, and it's always broken my heart a little bit every time I saw something about her, because I thought she's just as talented or more talented than so many artists who are on the radio right now, but she doesn't have a chance because of something she can't control. Um, But now she's breaking down barriers and a lot of other people are breaking down barriers. Uh, And it's just great because I think that there's the biggest problem in my mind in the music industry is that there's a big disconnect between what the industry professionals think that that the audiences want to hear and what the audiences actually want to hear. Um, and so they create these barriers because in their mind, they think, oh, well, people don't want to listen. People aren't going to want to hear Mickey Guyton because she doesn't look, you know, like the typical country music fan when in reality, country music fans are so excited to hear Mickey Guyton. They love it, you know? Um, and I'm really glad that when she comes out and when people like her come out and go have such a good success, it shows the people in these powerful positions that it is a success and then it helps open up the door for others. And so I just feel so excited that just to be able to watch this time that we're in right now of, um, of people coming up who deserve it. Right. Josh, what do you think um, about some of the, the slight changes we're seeing? I think we're, we're starting to move um, a little bit. What do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, to kind of piggyback on, on the back of what Pro was saying, like I'm so excited to see, Mickey's been such a, a unique position to be able to expose like just bias in the industry from, from both a, a racial and a, a sexist side, you know? And so to see her do that, like as boldly and with such class as she has, has been awesome. You know, those are, those are things that, you know, I will never understand firsthand, you know? And so similar to this, it's like, I, I want to hear first, like what Pearl has to say about her experiences as a woman in the industry, you know, and just hear the ways that her experiences might differ from mine. And, you know, then from that point, go on and, you know, do whatever I can differently and look at, you know, just try to, try to, try to think of the industry with a, with an open mind and to try to rewrite the way that things are done. You know, I think the easiest thing would be to look at the people who have come before me, who like I look 
up to, you know, just other guys who have been in the industry and look at their, you know, career path and think, okay, like, well, that's what I should emulate, you know, but instead of doing that to look at it from a, a totally blown open perspective of, you know, okay, what should we be doing differently though, you know, to make sure that I'm not stepping over anybody and that we're all bringing each other up regardless of, of where those, those differences in my life. Yeah, great way. Great points both of you have made, you know, on, on that uh, topic there. Um, Pearl, wanted to go back to you because I know, unfortunately, we've had your brother sitting there and I really want to hear from him and hear from you um, with that, that latest song. Um, so would you all both like to share a little bit about that? Did he write the song you're going to sing um, or tell us a little bit about that? So um, I think what we're going to do is sing a song for on our upcoming uh, acoustic EP that we wrote together. Um, and it's a song that we're actually going to sing um, in Florida here in like a week or two at our first um, show that's going to be for the summer um, on the Blackwater River back home on Pensacola Beach. There's this thing uh, just out, out of the peach called the Blackwater River if you drive out into the countryside. And um, you just float down the Blackwater River with your friends and you have, you know, bring some. Get your chicken, get, get, bring your cooler, your chicken your cooler. You just float down the river. It's and it's time. just something that people from where we're from love to do. And so we decided to write a song about it. And we're singing about bands on the Blackwater here in like a week or so. And so we're going to perform it there. Um, but we will also want to perform it for you guys today. And looking forward. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate that. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> Wow, that 
I can't wait. Uh, I, I hope you're going to do a music video. We, we've got to see what this whole thing is about on Blackwater River. It sounds like, it actually sounds like a lot of fun. There's you another spaceship lined up for the last one, you know? What's that? If you got a spaceship lined up for the last one, I'd love to see what this one could do. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've got to see this. We're going to, we're going to keep, keep in touch. We're going to, uh, we're going to follow you so we can, we can circle back around definitely. But it has, it has really been a, a treat today. I guess as we get ready to wrap up here, um, Josh, in about uh, 30 seconds or so, tell us what's on the horizon. Uh, where can people find you? That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, everything online is, you know, just under Josh Wolf Music. Wolf is with an E. Um, planning on getting in and, and finally recording some of these tracks that I've been sitting on now for, for the better part of a year. We had planned to go into the studio right before COVID hit. We had plans and, and literally they got, they got canceled when the non-essential businesses were closing. So excited to get in and, and get this all recorded. Um, yeah, Josh Wolf Music is where everything can be found. Uh, you know, everything's out on Spotify and iTunes, but Instagram, check right. it out. Follow everybody. And Pearl, uh, where can we find you um, online, on social media, as well as what's coming up this summer? So we're going to be on tour this summer um, and trying to do that is going to be interesting, you know, with all the COVID stuff. So trying to learn how to do it as safe as possible. Um, we're also going to be releasing this summer. You can find me on Spotify, Pro Clarkin. Um, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff as Pearl, like an earring, Pearl Clarkin, C-L-A-R-K-I-N. And now me and Rave have social media on Instagram and Facebook as Wester, W-E-S-T-E-R, which is a family name. Uh, and so check us out and, um, maybe come try to look for us this summer. Uh, look for our stuff coming out. Yeah. If you are down in Florida, come say hi. All right. We will. Thank you guys both so much for joining me today. That is about all the time we have for now. Um, we hope that you will tune back into the Celestine show again in two weeks at 11 a.m. Uh, to be heard on BBS Radio, which is found on iHeartRadio. We hope you'll tune in and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for watching. Thank Much for having Bye-bye.